0: Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. It is Super Bowl week. You have uh, myself, Albert Wynn and Jonathan Mock on the line. How are you, Mock? What's up? I'm as,
1: I guess, excited as I can be for a Super Bowl I didn't want to see.
0: New England Patriots fatigue. I am super feeling it right now. Uh, dude, we, we've been feeling it for, man, going on 10 years now. It's pretty how, bad. How did the Chiefs lose to them?
1: I don't know who's getting most of the blame because I know you're a big Mahomes guy and I know it's natural to kind of blame Andy Reid for another playoff failure but Mahomes did not have a good game to me like he missed some he missed a wide open throw for a touchdown. Yeah. And then he got, took a sack to take them out of field goal range. It, this is all early, but but still. I mean, these are throws you have to make, especially at home, against Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, you're, you're correct. So he had a terrible first half. I would say that, I mean, his second half was a lot better. Chiefs scored, I think, 31 in the second half, and that was all Mahomes. But you're right. He did miss a lot of throws. And he's had a problem of just taking really bad sacks at the really bad times uh, throughout the year. But there's a really good... I guess analysis. Brian Baldinger, what he does is like he breaks down really big plays, very crucial plays. So obviously, yeah. the Saints game was all about that pass interference play, and then this Chiefs Patriots game is actually the play right before the field goal to tie it. So so Brady had just scored the touchdown. Uh, there's a lot of time left. So then yeah, oh. it down. And I think there's like 18 seconds left. They're at the 30. And instead of like running a real play, he just threw it at the back of the end zone and just killed like 5 seconds. I think A, the moment was probably too big for him because yeah. we're being honest here, he's only what, like 23 or 24. So he he was probably in his head was like, okay, I can't take a sack, I can't throw a pick, I'm just gonna throw it out there, right? Probably
1: overthinking it, yeah.
0: Yeah, but then Baldender, when he broke it down and this is in like super slow motion, the Pats were actually giving, like, 20 yards to everybody on the Chiefs. Five people ran out on routes. Five people had 20 yards. To, to the outside. And, yeah, and yeah. and Mahomes before, I think, like I said, he was just too scared. Um, but he didn't wait for that play to develop. And if he did, they would have had a legit shot to at least, you know, try for the end zone the very next play. But, I mean, I I didn't get to watch the first half, so... What you think of Mahomes, I didn't really I didn't see it because what I saw was only his great second half. But man, I'm I'm so over the New England Patriots. One of my next door neighbors, he is a huge Patriots fan. He drove his kid to Boston early in the year to watch a Pats game. And he wrote a letter to Robert yeah. Kraft. Robert Kraft caught wind of it and actually wrote him back, sent <laughs> all this kind of stuff, sent him like gronk memorabilia like all this stuff right and and so he's like brainwashing his son which it is what it is even though he's from dallas but then Wait, he the, also, the dad is from dallas yeah the dad is from dallas how did, I don't, he, how did this start I don't, yeah i don't want to get started on it and <laughs> this past or two weekends ago he drove up to kansas city and he watched the game in Arrowhead oh. on it i mean props to him but it's really annoying to see, right? To read about it on Facebook. So, I <laughs> see this or he doesn't listen to our podcast, but please please do not hang your Patriots flag anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I definitely know the feeling. My brother-in-law is also a huge Patriots fan. It's probably his biggest flaw, but <laughs> but we got to live with him, I guess.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the AFC side. Let's talk about, I guess, the big Saints-Rams controversy. Did you get to catch uh, the game?
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm not even a Saints fan, but they were the team that I was pulling for. Like, I'm pulling for Drew Brees the past two years. And for them to lose back-to-back seasons like that. So last year was the miracle, you know, last second Hail Mary walk-off touchdown to, uh, uh, who was that? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs were the Saints be just completely whiffed on the tackle. And this year is just probably, it's good, probably going to go down as the worst no call in NFL history, I would say. Yeah, I like uh, with that. At least in recent history, right? Uh, so, to give some context, in case for whatever reason you guys hadn't seen the play or heard about it or watched the game, it was a tie game with just under two minutes left. Obviously, winner goes to the Super Bowl to face the AFC champion. And it's third down and about seven. And uh, Tommy uh, Lewis, I think, he runs an out route uh, out of the backfield. There's a player on L.A. kind of coming out to converge on the play. And Drew Brees just leads him a little bit. And there's clear contact. Like, he wipes him out. It's actually a helmet-to-helmet hit as well. And there's no flag. Nobody on the sidelines could believe it saints ended up having to settle obviously the next play for a short field goal go up three and then the rest of the story rams come back force uh overtime with a field goal of their own and then they end up winning with a 57 yard field goal in overtime it's it's just a awful 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 way to lose and especially at home that that's just so sad
0: yeah i mean the the no call was crazy because it's not only a no call and pass interference, but you could have called anything else. You could have ca- called illegal contact because he led with his shoulder. You could have called face guarding. You could have called like four different penalties, and there's two referees within 10 yards of the play, and they just swallowed their whistles. And it's it was, yeah. I mean, yes, that is, that is devastating. Like, it sucks to be a Dallas Cowboys fan because we have heartbreak probably once every two years. But that right there, I I I don't know how I would deal with that.
1: Yeah. So if you watch the replay, the back judge, you know, doesn't call doesn't call a flag. I think I'm a little pissed at Lewis for not arguing for a flag. Maybe it might have made a difference. I mean, we see sometimes you know late flags all the time, right? But anyway, so the back judge said didn't do anything. Another the other ref you see coming into the picture. He's. He has his hand on his hip. It looks like he's thinking about throwing yeah. a flag. Yeah. And then the original ref weighs him off. He says, no, like, no flag. And it's, I don't know, it's... I, I, I mean, you're more of a conspiracy theorist than I am. I know we both, or at least we both used to hate LA teams before LeBron joined the Lakers. But <laughs> some of that has to be LA and Boston bias, right?
0: For sure, West Coast, East Coast bias there. Um, but I don't know if in that very moment the refs are thinking this is the play. um actually maybe right because it it was the it was basically the last play of the game if it if it was a first down the game is essentially over right yeah. because the Saints would run it three times and then kick the game winning field goal with expiring time yeah but i i mean yes i definitely think there's conspiracy behind it it's hard because that's always what I resort to initially, right? That's always like my yeah. reaction is, oh my gosh, Vegas controlled it. Or, oh my gosh, the NFL is is doing some stuff. Anything that is a judgment call or anything where an official has a call into the NFL office, it's shady. Like right off the bat. <laughs> it's
1: true. <laughs> I don't know. It's really, really stupid to me because no one even gives a crap about L.A., like that. Like the only people who care about that are your prototype, bandwagon LA fans. They don't even have a chance to be that passionate about this team yet. They've been there for what a year and a half, two yeah. years. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen some videos floating around about you know some LA reactions versus the Saints reactions, like yeah. fan wise. And it's it's night and day. Like Saints fans, we know. I mean, we know how loud that dome gets. It was loud in there, especially first half. Like they couldn't. Goff was shook. He couldn't hear anything in the huddle. He he would have to run out to the receivers to to give them the play calls. Saints fans are some of the most passionate of the game. And then on the flip side, you got these L.A. fans who looks like half of them don't even know that the game's over. That they're going to Super Bowl now, and there's like yeah. light applause in the bars. It it's sad.
0: Yeah, I, I would say generally, I bet there's less L.A. Rams fans than. Anti Saints fans, right? I think yeah. more more people who are cheering, or pulling against the Saints, than actually pulling for the Rams. But it is what it is. We have the Rams and the Pats. We have Tom Brady and Jared Goff. I think Brady is the oldest starting quarterback ever in a Super Bowl, and Goff is the youngest ever starting quarterback. Uh, in super Bowl. It's just
1: uh, I don't know. Obviously, I'm cheering for the Rams for the Super Bowl, but. Also, obviously, like, I did not want Brady to make it, but we deserved at the very least Tom Brady versus Drew Brees Super Bowl, right? Like, if if Brady's going to make it, Drew Brees should have been in there.
0: Let's be honest, do you think the Patriots are good this year? No,
1: that's the thing. They're not, but...
0: How I mean, are they in the Super Bowl? It pisses me off. It's it's Bill Belichick.
1: Like, I'm, I'm sick of people hyping up Tom Brady. I know the record kind of speaks for itself. But Belichick is, he's a machine. He found a way to shut down Tyreek and Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs defensive line. Like, the only good part of their defense. It, it's insane what he's able to do from a week-to-week game plan.
0: If you were, okay, so let's get into the actual Super Bowl and let's get into the, um, you know, the schematics of it. If you were Sean McVay and you were running that offense, how would you attack Belichick? Because you know, you know, his whole mantra is you can beat us, but we're not going to let you, we're not going to let your best player beat us. So they're going to take out Todd Gurley, right? So how are you going to combat that?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to make Goff throw it to, like, their third receiver. So they're going to try to take away Gurley. And, and honestly, CJ Anderson has been... I mean, he, he looks... He's he's a literal beast. Like, he's huge now. But he's been outplaying Gurley by far. Um, yeah. So the run game is a little suspect. But LA... Dude, the Rams' offensive line is pretty underrated, I'd say. That's like, a good point. For them to open up those holes against... Well, at least against Dallas. Like, it was... I don't know. CJ Anderson was running through some pretty gaping
0: passageways. Oh yeah, D- Dallas's defense who who have been really stout throughout the year, they got manhandled in that game. The the line of scrimmage basically they were playing like 3 yards behind every single play. And I do give props to the Rams there and at uh, the last 2 weeks, it's the most running plays the Rams have run have ran all year. They used to like pass all the time and play action off you know, like, 11 yeah, personnel yeah. and things like that. But for some reason, against the Cowboys and against the Saints, they ran the ball down their throats and they killed us. And With then CJ. Yeah, and then not only that, but defensively, they had, like, a terrible defense all year, right? Like, very high scoring. But yeah. they shut down Dallas, which is not, not a lot. But, I mean, there are weapons that Dallas has. But they shut down the Saints at yeah. New Orleans. That is yeah. very impressive.
1: Yeah, so I gotta give him that. But for the game to end like that, I know obviously Drew Brees had other opportunities to win the game and whatnot and put the game away. But that's just a rough ending. But I think the line right now is Rams plus
0: two.
1: I think plus yeah,
0: three. Looking it up, it is Rams plus two and a half. Okay. So you have any leans in that game? I don't. I mean, at this point, if if I were to bet. And I haven't bet in a while. It would just be with my heart, and I can't really, you know, that's the worst, right? Yeah, Is betting with definitely your heart just... not with your head. So I, I would bet against the Pats, but it's just it's so hard. Like I would have bet uh, KC as well, and I'm glad I didn't. So, well, aren't you a big golf guy though? I was, so I think I still am. But the last half or the last month of the season and these two playoff games. He hasn't showed me much. I think the first half of the season, especially those first like few games when the offense was humming, well, first of all, I think um, Cooper Cup is a big loss for them. Yeah, no one really sure. talks about him, but he's he's like one of the best slot receivers in the game. But I think people figured out their offense or figured more of their offense because it was... They they really just run like the same four or five sets, and then it's variations out of those same sets, and it, yeah. that's what really confuses people. But then when you see a lot of tape, and there's a lot of research and, and studying, then and they get figured out. We'll see if Sean McVay has you know adjustments to that, but I see golf just getting torn up in the Super Bowl. Uh, like, I, I I just see the moment way too big for him.
1: Yeah, I I don't want to, but. Yeah, I just I'll root for him, and I just hope they don't fall behind early and
0: have to force golf to bring him back. It's oh it's yeah, if they, if they fall behind early, I agree with you. The game is over.
1: I think the easiest person to root for on that team, for me at least, is McVeigh. Right? It's pretty crazy what he's been able to do with that squad. He's uh, younger and, than us, man. Yeah, he just turned thirty three this yeah, week. He just turned thirty three and. That is insane, but he has, he has some cojones, man. Like every single game, I, I'm in. It's almost like watching a different league or a different sport.
0: It's like uh, watching Madden, right? Watching people, what? Watching Madden football. Yeah, yeah. Or like are... NFL
1: Blitz. Yeah, because they're
0: going for fourth downs or they're fake punting. Like you, you never see this stuff. But he had like ten fake punts this year. Yeah,
1: no, no. Correction, we never see this stuff as Texans and Cowboys fans. It's Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like watching these decisions by the coaches, it's it's on a different level, man. Than your Bill O'Brien's and your Jason Garrett's. Like these are things that would never even cross their minds to even attempt.
0: Yeah. You're right though, if the Rams win this year, it is kind of I think the league is officially crooked because it's like they they just got the team, the new stadium is building is I think it's next year that's going to be opened up. Like there's so much money that is involved now, so I wouldn't I it would not surprise me if there's some meddling with the league and the owners and things like that. Yeah, I I don't know, I hate to say it, and
1: it probably is tough to make a quality call on such a bang bang play in live action,
0: but I don't know that was that's fishy man it's it's fishy, so there's there's a couple of things that come out of it, one was this whole like n f l rule where the commissioner can actually come in after the game and change the result of the game. I don't know if went <laughs> of that on twitter but the the other thing I wanted to talk about is. Replays. So the ability to replay not only the play itself, but the calls. So when do you think, if it, do you think, A, if, if that's ever going to happen, where we can actually replay a call, for example, a, a pass interference or a hands to the helmet? And B, is that going to happen soon?
1: I think something's going to happen just because the league came out right out and said like they screwed up. They told Sean Payton that, and Sean Payton just blasted it to the world in his press conferences right after the game, and it it sucks for New Orleans. It sucks for a lot of the NFL fans who were who were rooting for a really good quarterback matchup in the Super Bowl, like one of, I mean, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like, how often does that happen? But I just, me personally, I don't want to see something like that happen where you can review like a PI, like a pass interference, for instance, because the, the these are that's just a totally subjective call
0: like you want to keep it a judgment call
1: it's just not as black and white like you know i'm in the like replay or, or the robot umpire camp right for, yeah, for balls and yeah. strikes yeah <laughs> yeah but but that that's you know very clear black and white like is it in a strike zone is it not okay ball or strike this is i mean there's there's hand fighting there's you know there's pushing there's pulling on every single play like they it, it, I think it just opens up kind of a, a Pandora's box if you open it up to not just like completions or touchdowns or on t- fumbles, things things of that nature that are more concrete. You know what I mean? Uh, I,
0: I guess there's a couple of things that I am happy about. The Chiefs-Patriots game, the result of the game with like Brady coming back and winning in overtime and things like that. I mean, that's big news. But I think the thing that actually went viral was Tony Romo and his broadcasting. Yeah. So I'm happy about the props that he's getting nationally. And being able to, like, read plays right off the bat like that. Dude, he's been doing that all year, though. He has been. But I think, you know, this is the biggest audience. So people are finally realizing that. And then he's actually the uh, CBS is doing the Super Bowl. So we're going to hear a lot of predictions and stuff from him uh, during Super Bowl week as well. Yeah, for sure. And then since the Super Bowl is this year is going to be held in Atlanta in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, very beautiful stadium, but Chick-fil-A already came out and said they are not <laughs> for Sundays. How pissed would you be if you came, you flew into Atlanta, you wanted some Chick-fil-A, and it's closed? <laughs> uh, me
1: personally, I wouldn't be too upset just because, I mean, we have Chick-fil-A's on every other corner here in Texas. But if I live in a state that didn't have a Chick-fil-A, and I, I'd be pretty upset. I mean, you're dropping a couple grand minimum for tickets there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they have some other options. But it is interesting. I know they have other sports there too, but it's an interesting choice to even have a Chick-fil-A there. Because, I mean, most all their games are on Sunday. So, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. With that being said, I, I still think that Chick-fil-A probably makes one of the most like high high producing, one of the highest producing Chick Fil A's in the country. Just because uh, you're right, outside of Sunday, if you count all the other stuff, it adds up. So another thing I want to talk about: halftime show. It's going to be Maroon Five leading the way, and then there's there's going to be Travis Scott, your boy Sugarland, and Big Boy. Do you think they're going to bring out any other like Atlanta-based rappers like Ludacris or something like that? Ti maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There was a
1: lot of controversy around this Super Bowl just because of everything going on with Kaepernick. Like we heard a lot of uh, artists outright refusing or turning down or, or taking their name out of the hat to do the Super Bowl halftime show just because, uh, you know, the stand in solidarity with Cap. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to it. Not as I'm not as hyped as it as I was a few years ago for you know like Katy Perry. But
0: uh, I think Travis Scott will will do us proud okay cool and then the uh last thing i wanted to bring up is commercials are there any like commercials or any companies that you're looking forward to seeing
1: i think in the past i always enjoyed the doritos ones <laughs> yeah. uh yeah those are usually pretty good i can't really think of too many other ones i know the you know there's gonna be a ton of beer ones i used to do like a we always throw you know super bowl party i'm used to do commercial bingo and yeah. like half i'm
0: like half well, of them you were not, always are you not like, hosting. Are you not hosting a Super Bowl party this year?
1: Well, we're hosting, but I'm I'm dialing it back a bit because I'll, I'm planning to. We're planning to be in Dallas that weekend and then coming right back for it. So we'll we'll come back right in time for the start of the game. So, dialing it back a little bit. There'll still be a craps table, but but taking away like the commercial bingo and and a couple of the other
0: casino games. i uh, got it, got yeah. it. What about you? You looking for Danny? Um, you're right. Doritos is always good. I think last year was the Missy Elliott, Samuel Jackson one. Um, uh, I think there's going to be like a couple movie or shows, show ones. So I think a Game of Thrones ones. I'm I'm assuming I haven't done any research. This is the least amount of excitement I felt for a Super Bowl in like, I know, man, I know, like, as far as I can remember, right? Probably like, since last year. Last year,
1: I I was not looking forward to it because I thought kind of the same way I thought Brady would would kill Nick Foles but that was a good super bowl uh, yeah, well I guess at least he, for, for well. me
0: No, that I mean that was good um, you're going
1: you're you're going for the Eagles last year right
0: I was i was okay. cowboys fans don't understand that but we can have that conversation at another time but i'm thinking like anyways for commercials i'm thinking there'll be a game of thrones one which would be awesome and then i'm hoping there's like a either a top gun or a mission impossible one <laughs> Wait, wait, are they bringing back Top Gun? Yeah, Top Gun 2, man. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. National Treasure
1: Tom Cruise. Dang. Okay, I need to watch Top Gun 1 then before I
0: All right. Watch Top Gun 2. <laughs> All right, so let's uh quickly here go through some of the some of our predictions. So, I guess first question, who do you think will win the game?
1: Uh, I'll just I'll just go with my heart and the Rams, I guess. Not confident, but that's who I'm going to be rooting for,
0: the Rams to win, to win straight up or to cover the two and a half. I'll say to win, I guess. Nice, nice, very nice. It. I mean, I'm going to say the Rams as well. The Rams to win. Um, I'm looking up prop bets here. We usually have what heads or tails. Who do you think will? What do you think will be heads? <laughs> I think
1: it's whatever the Patriots choose. The Patriots are going to win the <laughs> toss. I'll, I saw I'll say that.
0: that. I saw that tweet from you. That was pretty perfect.
1: Uh, You just knew it, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: I can't find any props. So I guess we'll we'll end the podcast here. Let us know what some of the best uh, Super Bowl prop bets are out there. I think it's usually like, you know, length of the national anthem, what color jersey. Oh, what Bill Bill Belichick is going to wear. I think that's a big one. Uh, (laughs) If he's
1: not wearing anything other than his patented cut off hoodie, I'm going to be pretty disappointed.
0: Yeah, so although we hate the Patriots and we hate Tom Brady, you have to admit, like, going to nine Super Bowls is really impressive, right? Yeah, really impressive for Bill Belichick. He's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I mean, making eight straight AFC championships, that's crazy to me. <sighs> it. I think, I think that cra- that reminds me of one of the statistics that have really stuck out in my head was Roger Federer in his prime, he made like 30 straight semifinals in majors. Oh, sick. It, it was like, it didn't matter what surface he played on. He was always going to be in the final four, which is crazy to think about.
1: Yeah, Patriots can definitely, they're one of those teams, they can definitely step it up a notch in the playoffs. Uh, like this year, they did not look good. They're not good. Belichick brings it to another level in the playoffs. But at the same time, it you can't help but, point to how bad the rest of their
0: division has been for our entire lifetime i agree so the division is bad but they do be really good teams in the playoffs like the chiefs were a legitimate team do you agree
1: yeah but it it's incredible advantage to be able to have a first round buy because <laughs> truth of your division His division is the jets the bills and the dolphins like the best exactly. quarterback in like rival in Tom Brady's career has is like Chad Pennington or yeah. Mark Sanchez. That's it. it. It's just uh it's just not fair. Like I'm I'm over here dealing with Peyton Manning in his prime, and now Andrew Luck, and I don't know. It's it's just, yeah, it's just right. not fair,
0: man. I think during Brady's playing career, there's only been two times where he didn't win a division, and it was Chad Pennington both times yeah so yeah it's you're right it sucks and i think like the more we complain about it like so i i think about like how i would be on the other side like if i was a patriots fan right now i would just love all of this hate that we're spewing out you know and it's it's so like true like they are very lucky last year they should have lost the jaguars this year you know, they got lucky. They weren't even a good team. I, I wouldn't even put them in, like, top three in the AFC. But they're back. They're in the Super Bowl. And then it's, we're all going to be like, crap, he has another Super Bowl. You know? And <laughs> it is what it is. But, Mock, do you know where you should go watch the Super Bowl if you were in Dallas? Oh, if I was staying in
1: Dallas through Super Bowl
0: Sunday, I would definitely be at Tasty Tales with you, man. Tasty Tales, Richardson, they're going to have a ton of Super Bowl specials. Um, it's going to be a huge party, so I think you already have to get on the waiting list to be honest. Dang, nice! In for the game, um, but there's amazing food there—Cajun New Orleans style food, from fresh crawfish to fresh lobster, and then you also have a full bar, so beer, liquor, wine, any of that is available to you as well. Tasty Tales, and then I do want to give a shout out to Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. They are presenting sponsor. Um, he is the best. He just got me set up with life insurance. I think he got Timmy on the home insurance. And then we're waiting, mock on you to, to sign up with Desha and something. But um, he gives out amazing discounts. Have you mentioned Six Pennies Podcast? It's 214-729-6462 is his number. Give him a call or send him a text. And he'll give you a free home life and auto insurance quote today. That's 214-729-6462. Speaking of Deshawn Farmer's Insurance, we're actually going to be doing a
1: giveaway for a Ring Doorbell 2 coming up here very shortly. So please, everyone, stay tuned for that. If you guys get a chance, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And while you're at it, give us a review on iTunes. Thanks, guys.